welcome to the Freudcast. Has there ever been more appreciation of the people who really make the UK's National Health Service work? And now, to mark its 72nd anniversary, a dozen NHS frontline workers will see themselves up on billboards right across the country. It's a celebratory campaign Freud's has been privileged to help out with. And our head of health tech, Lauren Thompson, caught up with London GP Dr Fazana Hussain, who has chosen to feature, and famous photographer Rankin, who took Fazana's picture and all the others. I started my photographic career off when uh, I, I, I was doing accountancy and I, I realised that I hated accountancy and I picked up a camera and I basically tried to teach myself to be a photographer. And um, I took a year off and in that year, I my mate said to me, if you need a job, why don't you go and work in a hospital he was a medical student because it's quite well paid and you have such a laugh and there are so many great people so I went for a job interview at Edgware Hospital and I got a job as a theatre porter and I have to say it was one of my probably most kind of real life experiences that I'd had up to that point it was so I just learned so much about people and about I'd been quite closeted as a kind of kid. I'd been very kind of cotton wool by my parents. And and this was really hard-edged, real-life stuff, and I was dealing with it every day. And it gave me such a massive respect for not just the NHS as a whole, but also just all of the people within the NHS, from the cleaners on the wards to the kitchen staff to, you know, everybody, everybody, to ambulance drivers, to everybody. Um, So when COVID hit, I was very aware that these people that I kind of really sort of seen as my extended family for that period of time that I was there, I knew that, that there was going to be so many of them facing something that was a killer, basically, and um, after, I guess after the couple of weeks of shock of sort of not really knowing what what was going on, I started to think about them and I started to think about what they were doing. And, and, and I, because I, I'd, I'd done a project called Every Mind Matters with Public Health England through Freud, I emailed Matthew Freud and said, look, I'm here. I'm a portrait photographer. I'm, you know, sitting basically on my bum doing nothing and I would love 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 if you could use me pro bono don't pay me just recommend to the NHS that I get out there and start documenting some of these people and do what I'm good at and for his amazing amazing uh positivity Matthew was like great idea he literally wrote back great idea that was it let me see what I can do Fazana, I imagine this must have been quite a unique experience for you taking part in a photo shoot, given your line of work. What was your first reaction when you were approached about the project? So I lead quite a sheltered life. I, I you know I go to work, I see my patients, I come back. I'm a mum to a 16 and 17 year old. So I got this call on a Tuesday afternoon and they said, um, are you free Friday morning? And I said, well, no, not really. I'm the only doctor in surgery, but w- what is it you need? What what can happen? They said, oh, there's, there's just this campaign. We just wanted your photo. 
And I said, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I'm sure I'll be able to work it round. And they said, have you heard of Rankin? And I'm embarrassed to say, I said, no, I've never heard of Rankin. Uh, and they said, oh, you know, look him up. And they said, do you think you'll make it on Friday? We can work around you. And I said, well, look, you know, I can sort some of my paperwork out before I come. And to be truthful with you, Lauren, I was all about, oh, gosh, it's just another thing to do, isn't it? And then, um, then I looked up Rankin and I was oh gosh, this is the person who did the Queen's Golden Jubilee. Oh, and, and I love Kate Moss. I mean, I'm 47. I grew up in the 80s, but she was so iconic to me. This is the person that photographed Kate Moss. So um, I rang them back. I said, I'll work around you. I can come anytime you want. And um, it was just amazing. Um, it was just amazing once I got there. But yeah, I really had no idea what it was. Um, and I really had no idea how amazing an experience it would be. And then a few weeks later, there you are on Piccadilly Circus, just like any other normal day. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's amazing. And and it's been so great on, um, I'm a bit of a Twitter addict, and so many people have said, well, actually, you know what? There are so many young women who could look at this and think they can do this. And that's been my real pride, that actually we can get people who might not have thought about working in the NHS, whether that's as a porter or an admin, and they can join the NHS family and they can think, well, actually, if she can, I can. It is a family, isn't it? It is a real weirdly extended family. It, it is, Rankin. It, it is. And I don't think I've ever felt it more because at a time during the pandemic where actually none of us had the answers. So new guidance was coming. It's a brand new illness. We we didn't know how to treat it. We're still learning. We didn't know what to do. So we were thinking about seeing the patients in the day and then reading guidance every night and new guidance that somebody was writing. And um, with social media, I mean, I'm on a lot of um, doctors' whatsapp groups and people were just saying look i've made this protocol let me just share it if it's helpful for you and that support people up in the northwest were giving any stuff that they had made just to help along and that felt i mean that was really supportive it was them and the, the patients love and support for us that have got me through what has been a quite a horrible three months for all of us actually ranking Susanna talked about the the kind of experience that she had on the shoot what what was it like for you I imagine producing these sorts of images during lockdown is is no mean feat and particularly for someone like you who takes a very um intimate approach to the to, to your subjects and to the people that that you shoot what my overarching uh feeling was coming into it was fear and um not knowing um, and what really st sort of stood out to me from each of the subjects was humility and uh, compassion. And then what really stayed with me after I left was how much I felt uh, cared for and understood um, and how much I'd learned, you know, from the meetings, not just about the individuals that I met and photographed, but also just about the, the the virus and what it was doing and how they were dealing with it and how and that you know that all of those things really compounded into me feeling much safer about everything because uh, it was I mean even just getting in a car and driving was so weird because it was so empty and everybody the other thing is everybody was very everyone was very suspicious. 
you know, if they don't, you don't know someone, there's a lot of kind of looking at people. And I don't know if that's me or if it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a national thing. But I was like, God, I'm, I'm so worried and nervous of everybody. And it's, it makes you feel very kind of confined in your own, in your own, um, in your own head. And like, am I, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something right? Um, and um, and once I'd done all of this, I, I that went away, and it was like, no, this is the right approach to it, and I'm taking advice. So no, I felt like I got. It was strange. I almost got first hand advice from twelve experts, and and it was in a selfish way. I was like, yeah, glad I did that. Get all your questions <laughs> that was, out. That was pretty useful <laughs> on a personal level. But yeah, no, the the weird thing about all of it is how. The, we're talking about people being heroes, but not one of these people thinks they're a hero, and that that to me is one of the the kind of funniest sort of dichotomy. You know, it's like they all are. I mean, absolutely, totally are heroes, and um, and I hope that you know the photographs kind of capture that, but also I hope that we sustain this this kind of feeling for all frontline workers and all people that are having to deal with this thing head on um, because I think it's important that we've got the National Health Service, number one, and, and it's done a great job. Like, you cannot criticise the National Health Service. They've done fantastic. And um, and also there, we're special. You know, this country's special because we've got it. You know, we should really, really, really uh, respect the fact that we've got it and and it's and, and and not take it for granted. And I think before this, we took it for granted. All of us took it for granted. You use the word hero a lot. Um, Fazana, if you look at any kind of media story around around the pandemic and the NHS, and and certainly a lot of the media coverage around around this um, ranking project, the word hero pretty much always it always features. How does that make you feel? I can't understand it. I, I actually even went to the lengths of actually looking up the dictionary meaning because I was thinking I'm not a hero. And it said, you know, one of the definitions of someone who has courage. But actually, Lauren, it's it's not me. It's actually the patients that I serve that have the courage. I think it's our communities that are the heroes because actually they're the ones that have, you know, people have shielded to not see another human being for three months. Um going to have my photograph taken was really uh you know it was life-changing but also because of the time because I hadn't seen a human being and I I'm quite an extra and as soon as I saw Rankin my my um Will was to, I wanted to jump in and give him a hug and of course I couldn't and um I thought gosh he's just so down to earth and we were just chatting and he was so genuinely caring and I actually felt so interesting Rankin says he felt cared for I felt very cared for as as a doctor he was talking to me about you know I was talking about my son he was talking about his son we'd never met before and um you know I joke and say if Rankin doesn't want to be a the great photographer he should become a doctor because he has this knack getting the real person out we were together under half an hour and we share a similarity there I mean that's I would hope my skill as a GP to give people the the ability to feel comfortable and confident to say things that 
they might not be able to voice to anybody else and help their whole health and well-being. So um, I don't know. I, I don't see myself as a hero because the people that I work with every day are so much more courageous than me. I'm sort of an, an hopefully an enabler for them. But um, but it's really lovely to be called that and to see my my face up here. I mean, which woman wouldn't like that? It's amazing. It really is. Fazana is obviously one of 12 uh, NHS workers that you photographed during this series. So is there anything you'd like to share about the other people that you got to know? Any any anecdotes or, or stories from set you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, I mean, Emma Kelly, the nurse, was one of my favorite. She was the first person that walked in when I we, we went up to um, Manchester to to photograph there. And she was the first person and she's very she's a very beautiful young woman but then she was just the most beautiful person she was such a beautiful soul and she really blew me away and what she said and she works as an ICU um intensive care unit uh, nurse so she's dealing with people that have uh, she was dealing with people that had covid and she was dealing with their families and she was actually with a few of them sitting there and she was a, the only person that they were speaking to or could speak to and, uh, the, the, you know, the families couldn't speak to them. And she she was really, um, I mean, for this young girl, I was like, wow, you're a powerful person. You know, you've got a real power about you because, again, it was humility and I just do my job and I love my job. But then she said to me, oh, and then I go home and, I love, she was, I love work, but because I'm with people and then I go home and I'm on my own and I'm dealing with this in the same way that everyone else is dealing with this isolation. And it really, it was really weird. It was so powerful. I was like, wow, you're this young girl is like dealing with this and she's got no one. She can talk to her, her parents and, but she's isolated and she really made me kind of she was my first person as I said and she made me really go oh this is going to be special and then literally every single person brought that type of story to to um to me when I discussed it with them but the thing that was really that was kind of another thread that, that apart from the, the humility is the resilience that they all brought to it and it's you know it didn't really matter who it was. They just brought this, well, you know, we've got to deal with this and this is how we approach it. And, and everyone had a different way. Some people had humor, some people had, you know, real empathy. And um, so, yeah, I mean, they were all, it's kind of hard to sort of talk about one or two stories because they were all so, um, and it was simple. It wasn't complicated. Like what Emma said was like, I've just sat and all I'm doing is talking to the person you know, that's, that's basically dying. And I'm giving them that human interaction because they need it. And that's the thing for Zana, even if you're not seeing people, that human interaction is so important because you're caring for them. And I think that's the thing that, that, that that's why I walked away kind of, and it didn't took me, it took me a bit of time to realize that that was what I was, that was what I was getting from it was, uh, that kind of security of of if this was me, then I would have people to care for me, and that's and that's a very special safety net for us all in this country. So um, yeah, but they were all. I mean, they were all very different. Like everybody was 
every like you know Addy, who's a pharmacist in Bristol, he's just the most upbeat, positive person you know that you could ever meet. And he brought me some chocolates to the to the. He brought me a present and was like, I just want to thank you. And you know, every, everybody came with this. Some people were like, I'm not sure. Mark Lyons was like, I'm not quite sure why I'm here. He's a he's a, a doctor on a, an ICU. Um, a consultant, sorry, in an ICU. So, you know, they were, it was always different, you know, but um, but they were all equally um, as compelling in their in their compassion. And that was the thing that, like, I couldn't, you know, I just was kind of blown away, by, which I knew because I'd worked in a hospital, but, but I've never worked with something that kills you. I mean, I've never worked with something and also that, that you don't know what it's doing. And, you know, as, as Fazana said at the beginning, you know, we were, everyone was dealing with this unknown and yet they walked into it with eyes open straight ahead and we're, we're going to fight it. You know, so that, that, that in itself is, that's why you're a hero. Rankin, I don't know how you did it. I would have been an emotional wreck if, if I was on that shoot. Yeah, do you know what? I kind of, what you know, when Fazana started crying, I was like, because I would have normally giving someone a hug then and then you can't give them a hug and that just that little um you know that's like a little kind of insight into what they're doing every day you know and that and the ppe like i wore ppe i did a shoot for the first time the other day and i wore it all day you know full full time all day and that's the first time i worn it all day and i'm like this is awful you can't even communicate with people you can't talk to them because it's muffled and it's complicated and and i just can't even begin to imagine what people have gone through so i think that's the kind of thing that's what in a way why i wanted the ppe kit not to be in the photos because i wanted the people in the photos the faces the compassion of their faces to be seen and to you know because that for me is what makes the humanity come through in the images I understand you both spend a lot of time in East London. I'm interested whether this local connection that you share has inspired you to think about what you might be able to do together for your community. I think, you know, the, the photographer and the frontline worker is, is an unlikely pairing, but it's proving very powerful. Well, I'd love to. I was over the moon when I found out that Rankin had studios in Stratford, which is just a mile away from my practice. And Stratford is actually where I live. And Rankin was talking about, um, you know, his passion for doing work with communities. And yes, I suppose it is an unlikely pairing, but it's such an enjoyable pairing for somebody who's, um, you know, been very steeped in medicine and actually, you know, sad to say you know most of the people I know were all medics it's been so refreshing to meet someone like Rankin uh, because actually I think our values are the same I mean let's not forget that Rankin has traveled through the country at this time and given hours and hours of his own time and skill for free uh, this is this is just amazing and I'd love to see us do some projects together because I'm hoping that, and I'm sure that this campaign will help not only 
raised the profile of the NHS to be a great place to work, but actually why are we here in the NHS? It's to help our communities, isn't it? And, and you know, working in an area in Newham, but we've had one of the highest COVID death rates in the country, you know, that there's, there's still a lot to do and we're cautious about the future. And um, I'd love to do more work. To, and I'd love to hang out with Ranky more because I always feel so much better. When you feel so much better, you give the best to your patients, don't you? So um, I'm going to be using him as self-care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Fazana. She was 100% what, I mean, and she knew it as well because I told you she's one of my favourite people I've photographed in years. And um, um, the fact that we're a mile away from each other, my studio in Stratford is down the road from her. I was like, look, I, I would love to do something. But um, what I found actually since the pictures have come out as I just get, I've been approached by so many different people saying, can you do this? Can you do that? And um, I think there's got to be something in that. There's got to be something where we can hook up. And, and um, I've also said that to Fiona as well from the NHS, who, who's the, who's their PR. Um, I've said, look, I'm very keen to continue this. I don't think, um, it's the end, you know, it feels to me like it's the beginning. And, and, um, I, and I, and I also think that we, we've got our 12 subjects and they've brought so much to, to, to the, um, conversation, but there's probably another, you know, 12,000 people out there who have got the same kind of things that they can bring. And I think the more we can, I, I really believe that when you shine a light on something, and talk about it, it becomes easier for people to understand. And it becomes something that we're, we, 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 we pay, if we pay attention to things, especially difficult things, then, you know, bringing them out and discussing them is how you make them palatable and make them something that people are in front of people's minds. So something, any, anything where well, I would work with Fazana and anything, but I think we just need to kind of, we need to work out what uh, what we want to what we want to um, achieve. I think that's so interesting there. What, what you say about the need to to pay attention to things, and I think that's quite timely now. As we said before, a late night or early morning shift, there is a sense that we we need to kind of retain those those feelings and those emotions and you know, we need it to stick. And I think once the, the virus recedes and, and we get back to normal life somewhat, we need to make sure that we see a longer term change in how people view our crucial NHS staff. And I'm keen to just get both of your thoughts on that. One of the other things that I'm very aware of is each of the people I photographed, one of the things they all said, and each of them did it, and it was amazing, was I... I'm so excited to represent the other people that do my job in the NHS. Each of them said it. They didn't, and no one, no one prompted them to say it. No one said, oh, this is, you know, obviously we're representing the whole of the NHS with 12 photos, which you can't do because there's so many other categories. And there's so, I mean, what is it? The third largest employer in the world, which is amazing in itself, Right. I don't know if that's a myth or it's real, but it, it's good. It sounds good. And um, you can't represent them all. And it's like, that's the other thing. People have been emailing me going, you didn't represent the kitchen staff. You didn't represent, you know, whatever it was, the the uh, um, 
uh, admin staff and I'm, I'm saying we, we did a little bit, you know, but, but anyway, it's like, I, I just think it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it's so vast and it's there and it's been set up to care for our whole community. And that's in itself is just like, it kind of blows me away that we've been able to do this thing, which is so much about um, looking after each other. And it's, and, and so, yeah, no, for me, it's like, I think that's super important. Definitely. And, and Fazana, your, your thoughts on that. Do you, do you think, do you think that that emotion will stick and the way that we view our NHS staff will, will stick and we'll see longer term changes as, as normal life resumes? I do hope so, um, Lauren, because I think this is our NHS. And I mean, I'd be lying if I um, didn't think there were challenges ahead. I mean, already we know that during the COVID period, people haven't been going to hospital in the same way that they would do for things like, you know, heart attacks and cancers. We we know in some of the statistics that, um, you know, compared to other years, we've seen less of those. So, um, you know, we wonder where those people are and how we're actually caring for and looking after those people. So I think, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to care for all our patients, even if we can avoid, you know, second waves. And I'd I'd really like to um, hope we carry this emotion forward and the, the real love that, we have felt as workers in the NHS because it is our NHS. I mean, you know, I, I'm a user of the NHS. I've had two cesarean sections. You know, I've had two kids thanks to the NHS. And, um, you know, we're all getting older, aren't we? So, so we're, we're users as well. And I, I'm very positive that this campaign will ensure that that feeling continues because it's been phenomenal that the love and support, I haven't seen anything like this in nearly 19 years as a GP. And I've always had patients who I run a small practice so I know a lot of my patients really family feel but this amount of love support and the trust in us when we're saying you know we're going to do something really weird like you know give your baby an injection in our front garden rather than in a consulting room that you know that sounds weird doesn't it or we'll come to your car and do that um but people believe in us that we're doing the right thing even though it's a bit weird and it's new and and that gives someone like me a real morale boost that actually I'm doing the right thing but um it's a sense of love isn't it and and there's nothing more powerful than care and love for us as human beings I think I I just wanted to ask how you felt about uh the 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 fact that a lot of things that maybe were were planned in the NHS have been sped up and changes have happened very very quickly because of this and how do you think that's a good thing and do you think it's going to you're going to retain it what a great question so that's been the bit that's been exciting for me ranking as hard as it has been to see deaths um, and as hard as we've worked that's been exciting that actually we haven't needed a whole load of red tape that we in ourselves have innovated so a good example is um, at my practice at the project surgery we're thinking about doing online consultations where people can just write into us 24 7 we have the facility from January 19 but we were all sitting on our backsides thinking thinking, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. Then COVID came and we thought, actually, we need our patients to have access to us 24-7 because there's a lot going on. We don't want to lose anybody. It took three days to implement something that we had been messing around with for over a year. So it can be done. I think it's been great. I think our communities have given us that trust. And I really don't want to 
lose that. So I don't want to go back. And we're sort of calling it the NHS reset rather than going back. And, and I hope that stays. I hope we don't lose those great innovations. Because one of the things that we found in our industry is that the feedback loop, you know, the echo chamber is one of the hardest things to change. And we, you know, in my creative commercial marketing industry, we, we've, we've felt, I've certainly felt that that's one of the best things that we've been able to move forward and actually listen to each other as opposed to this kind of like just reverting back to type, you know, reverting back to the old the old way. So that's one of the things that excites me the most. Yeah, something for us to learn, because I think all industries are having um, that change, aren't they? And that's what's even more exciting about knowing you ranking, because who would have known that um, photography and general practice would have things in common? But I think they do. Well, we, we, you know, we serve people. I think they do. Thanks a lot to Fazana, Rankin and Lauren. Keep up to date with the Freudcast and everything else happening at Freud's by following us on Instagram and on LinkedIn. I'm Matt Barbette. Thanks for listening. Oh.